This is CKMS Radio Waterloo 102.7 FM And you are listening to From the Void With me, Christopher Sharon Good to see you in the void again tonight So tonight I've decided to continue on with last week's theme And that's Nine Inch Nails Now I said right off the bat I had at least two maybe three shows planned I still haven't decided if it's only three or not or only two but the thing with Nine Inch Nails like most I'm going to call I'm going to say heavy metal bands even though Nine Inch Nails isn't a heavy metal band they're industrial metal I guess or industrial it's hard to peg them down because Nine Inch Nails is full of influences all over the place you know clearly Trent Reznor was a fan of Pink Floyd fan of Gary Newman and all new wave stuff. Clearly he's listening to Depeche Mode and, and Devo and Talking Heads, right? But I also hear Bowie and I hear King Crimson and I hear other stuff. But it's definitely contrasting and it's heavy. And heavy bands are really good at kind of dipping their feet in mellow and hard. So Trent Reznor is definitely... Not a stranger to screaming his face off. And just... I don't know. Kind of like just... It's just like a verbal diarrhea. Of just... Hatred and anger. Now when you really dissect what he's trying to say... It's not full of hatred. Definitely full of anger. But it's full of love. Right? Trent Reznor doesn't want you to be sad. Trent Reznor wants you to be happy. He wants you to open your eyes. And be yourself. Right? Because... That's where you find your place in the world. That's where you find happiness. So that being said, we're going to get dark here while Trent Reznor is trying to smash your head against the wall to wake you up. So there's one album we're going to visit three times tonight. So we're going to listen to it now, halfway through, and then for the last song of the show, just because it's my favorite Nine Inch Nails album. And it's the longest album, which I mentioned last week too, which is The Fragile. Now, The Fragile, on a first listen, you would think it's a bunch of sad, broken heart love songs about a woman who left Trent, even though Trent didn't want her to go. But the reality is, it's about his grandmother. And Trent Reznor was raised by his grandparents. So you can understand that losing his grandmother was probably the worst thing to ever happen to him. And it also happened while he was struggling with fame, you know, the album before this was The Downward Spiral, which was probably the biggest album of the 90s. Actually, you know what? There's two albums dropped that same day that are probably two of the biggest albums. It was The Downward Spiral and Soundgarden's Super Unknown. And uh, my old radio buddy there that has a show on Friday night at the station, Riley Powis, that's his birthday. Like, the day he was born, which is pretty cool. All right, so, first track off of Fragile... It's called Somewhat Damaged, and it is the first track on the album. And it exemplifies something that I've stolen from Nine Snails more than any other song. That's the way I like to build my songs. How it's just like this one layer after another, after another, after another, until it's just unbearable. And then Trent starts screaming at you. So again, Somewhat Damaged, off of The Fragile. Thank you. 
All right. For this next track, we're going back to the first record, 1989. The track called Sin. Now, Sin was the third single off the record, um, behind Head Like a Hole and Terrible Lie. I forget which order they were in, but not really important, regardless. And one thing that Trent used to do is he released an album, and then he released one or two, sometimes three, remix albums of that album. And uh, they'd be released as singles or EPs and sometimes full albums, depending on how much material he had. Um, Sin was the first time he did that. He released a single um, about a year after the album came out with a long version, the dub version, um, the short version, and um, a cover of Get Down, Make Love by Queen, which also featured Al Jurgensen, famous as the lead singer and mastermind behind Ministry, which is one of the bands I didn't mention earlier that probably is one of the biggest influences on Trent Reznor um, had to be I mean it's undeniable plus the very first time Nine Inch Nails played in Canada was at a bar in Kitchener, Ontario called Lulu's which was a famous bar for just going absolutely ape shit and checking out good bands yeah so Nine Inch Nails opened for ministry back in 1989 or 1990 for the first time in Canada in Kitchener. Anyway, this is Sin. Yeah. 
Now up next, I'm going to play a track off of what's commonly considered to be Nine Inch Nails' second album. It's not really an album, it's an EP. It's only 31 minutes long. And it's one of those CDs that back in the 90s that had 99 tracks on it, and you know most of them are just silent leading up to a secret song. And the secret song in this record is one of the best songs on the record. I, I love it. Um, it's called Suck. Um, but it's, you know, it's it's a like a reimagined cover song, right? So I'm not really, I don't really feel like playing a cover song. And they also covered uh, Physical by Adam and the Ants, which is, it's a wonderful one. But we're going to play the song Wish. Wish is probably the most well-known song on this album, or EP. EP is called Broken. And it was accompanied with a second album that came out called Fixed, which was just a bunch of remixes of the same songs. Um, this album um, involves the producer Flood. Uh, first time Flood was involved with Nine Inch Nails. And it's got Chris Vrenna on drums, who I've played on my show before. Um, he's wonderful. He's also involved with Marilyn Manson and whatnot. So this is Wish, and we're going to play the live version, because I don't really like the way this album sounds. It's just too digital. When I say too digital, I mean like it's there's no amplifiers. It's just really harsh tones. And probably the reason I don't like it is because when I tried to make my first record, it sounded like this. And it just now it screams amateur to me when I hear it. So the live version doesn't sound like that. It's the same song performed a little better with better sounds off of the Fragile Tour, off the album, and all that could have been. Again, this is Wish.
Now, fame is something that most people don't like. They crave it, they do their best to obtain it, but when they get it, their life gets turned inside out and they lose a lot of their humanity. And Trent Reznor got sick of it real fast. Right, he was released his first album in 1989, some EPs, did some work on some soundtracks with uh, Oliver Stone and David Lynch, Lost Highway, Natural Born Killers. And then he came out with Mr. Self-Destruct. Now, Mr. Self-Destruct, just like I mentioned before, is probably the most influential record of the 90s. It was groundbreaking. It stood out like a sore thumb, but yet somehow belonged where it was happening. Seething with just so much rage that tapped into the teenagers that were growing up in the 90s, including myself. So this is the title track. Sorry, not the title track. This is, well, it is kind of. Not really. It's the first track on the record called Mr. Self-Destruct. The album's called The Downward Spiral. And this song is ugly. And it's wonderful. And it's dark, like every other song tonight. So, enjoy.
Now this next one, I'm going to break the rule a little bit for the show because it's, I'm playing two songs together and they are two songs that need to be listened to together. Anytime you hear one of these songs played live, the other song is played with it. It's just, it's kind of like we will rock you and we are the champions. You just can't do one without the other. Brain damage and eclipse for Pink Floyd fans. So this is off the Fragile. And this is The Frail, which is tormentedly kind of sad sounding, but amazingly beautiful. Into the Wretched, which is just like it sounds.
So up next, we're going to play another track off the Downward Spiral, but it's a live version that was recorded in 2006 on the With Teeth tour. Um, wonderful tour. Um, I went to see them at the ACC. They had Queens of the Stone Age and Death from Above 1979 opening for them, which was just fantastic. That's the night I fell in love with Queens of the Stone Age. And the, I think the tour DVD is called Beside You in Time. Um, it's a great DVD. I think I picked it up for like 15 bucks when it came out, and I've played it a lot. And if you see it, you usually find I see I've seen it used at the Beak was on for like three dollars, four dollars. For whatever reason, early aughts Nine Inch Nails wasn't regarded as valuable, but it is. I think this is the best concert. So the track is called March of the Pigs.
So in 2005, Nine Inch Nails dropped their surprise record with teeth. It still stands up in my record collection. And it's funny, I was on uh, Reddit, which I like to go to Reddit sometimes. I like to read forums about people talking about bands they like or don't like and things they like about bands they like. And someone was talking about with teeth and talking about how they thought it was the worst, worst Nine Inch Nails album. And I find that deplorable because I have a, I think it's one of their best. If it wasn't for the Fragile, I probably would list it as the best record. That could have been because it came out when I was in college and there's a lot of things going on in my life back then. And it just, when I look back, it's, it just re- represents positivity and changes and a good time when it seemed like life would just never stop being awesome. So this is one of the dirtier songs on the record. Um, the songs lost their venom a bit after the fragile. And it's not like they've lost their edge, but you can just tell that they're coming from a healthier place. They're not coming from despair and addiction. They're coming from disappointment and just a general sense of being just let down and upset with the world around you. So here is the line begins to blur off the album with teeth.
Now, in 2009, it was kind of a stressful time for Nine Inch Nails fans. 2009, they dropped the record that was completely unannounced until it just came out one day, and it was free. 100% free. So free, you couldn't even buy a copy of it back then. They've reissued it now on vinyl and CD for those freaks that just need something physical. But and, and because of that, I've never bought the album. I own every Nine Inch Nails album but The Slip because um, it was free. So I downloaded all the high-resolution audio, 96 kilobyte, you know, 32-bit, you know, just audiophile stuff. That sounds so good, I can't tell. I put the MP3 on, I put on the, the high-res stuff. I really can't tell the difference. Maybe on a really, really nice stereo, which I don't have. <laughs> it could have done that. Um, but this is the... Um, Kind of the first track on the record. A lot of Nice Nails albums start with like this, like 30 seconds to a minute of sort of noise before the first song starts. So the first song is called 999,999. Track two is just called A Million. And for some reason, the song reminds me of Helter Skelter.
Now this next track is probably the spookiest Nine Inch Nails track there is. Now it depends how you define spooky, and what spooks you is what's spooky, right? And that's one thing that isn't universal. But uh, this record was supposed to be the third EP in a batch of EPs. Um, first one was called Not the Actual Events, the second one was called Ad Violence, um, and this one was called Bad Witch. And they came out after that record before we mentioned, The Slip, which I mentioned was a stressful time for Nine Inch Nails fans, and I forgot to mention why. It's because they broke up. In 2009, Trent Reznor set up a tour with Jane's Addiction and was opening for Jane's Addiction, as per his request, because their first major tour was at Lollapalooza, opening for Jane's Addiction back in 1991. And I thought it was horribly disappointing. I saw them at the Molson Amphitheater, and I watched Nine Snails in sunlight play their farewell tour. I was I, I was beside myself. Then I had to listen to Jane's Addiction, which is a good band, but they did not play that well that night. It was kind of underwhelming. But then they came back like three months later for a surprise, like, okay, one more time, Toronto concert. And they played In the Darkness. And they destroyed everything on stage because it was the last big show before going to LA for a couple of concerts, small theater clubs before pulling the plug. But thank God they came back four years later, um, which is nothing for most bands that didn't even break up. But anyway, back to my story. Third record of this EP collection. The third one kind of became an album rather than just remaining an EP. And you could tell that Trent Reznor was clearly touched by David Bowie leaving us and David Bowie's last record, Black Star. So this is what I think is Trent Reznor's attempt at kind of doing a David Bowie song, a late stage Bowie song. And even involves Trent Reznor playing saxophone, believe it or not. So this is the track called God Break Down the Door off the album Bad Witch.
guys well i may spend a little bit little too much time talking but not enough time listening so we have time for one more song and i'll just introduce it here so it's called star fuckers it's off of the fragile and it's definitely a nod to carly carly simon and you'll hear why but this is trent reznor's big middle finger to all the musicians around him in the 90s and the early aughts that he thought were a bunch of useless drug addicted assholes love from the void God's assist in the back of the limousine 
Don't you, 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 don't you